Welcome to this faith-inspiring message from Living Streams UK. We hope you are blessed. Blood stands for many things for us. The word blood, when mentioned, brings to the mind different kinds of pictures. In this episode, let's talk about the blood of Jesus. Various things are said in the world today. Example, blood is thicker than water. It is said to portray a family bond. Others might say, blood is money or money is blood. And that shows the absolute necessity of money for life. In medicine, blood is used to save lives. Although this knowledge only became known in the medical sciences in the 1600s. The Bible had long told us that blood is life. That is why we say someone is able to bleed to death, which means as blood flows out, life also gets sniffed out. But as blood flows in, life also flows in. Let's go a little bit deeper because this episode wants to explore with us what we mean by the blood of Jesus Christ our Lord. In the scriptures, the first time we hear blood mentioned was when God spoke about the blood of Abel whom his brother Cain killed. And you find this in Genesis chapter 4 and the verse number 10. Over there in that portion of scripture, God said to Cain, The blood of your brother Abel is crying out to me. It indicates to us, ladies and gentlemen, that blood has a voice. Blood is able to speak, at least in according in accordance with the scriptures. We also see this in Hebrews chapter 12 and the verse number 24, when the Bible makes us to understand clearly that the blood of Jesus speaks better things than the blood of Abel, which of course is the blood of vengeance. So blood has a voice. Blood carries the ability to speak. And so by speaking about the blood of Jesus, we are also saying that the blood of Jesus is able to speak over your life. The blood of Jesus is able to speak over my life. What a blessing. The second time God speaks of blood was in Genesis chapter 9 and the verse number 4, where he commanded that blood should not be eaten. But why so? Now we do know in the scriptures that the blood of the animal is in is its life, as we see in Leviticus chapter 17 and the verse number 14. What that means, therefore, is that we must not partake in the soul of a lower animal. And it's for this reason that God says, do not eat the blood of an animal. That is, it desacralizes us. We as a higher beings made in the image of God are not to partake in a lower life. The life that must flow in us must be the life of God himself. It is for this cause that we partake in the blood of Jesus when we take the Holy Communion. It signifies, the wine signifies the blood of Jesus. Let's take it a step further. 
The last time we see blood mentioned in the scriptures is in Revelation chapter 19 and the verse number 13, in which Jesus is described as putting on clothes dipped in blood. This means his very appearance carries a voice of his blood, which is the voice of redemption. So we see blood throughout scripture from the Old Testament all through to the New Testament. The blood of animals was used for the atonement of the sins of Israel on the day of atonement, what was referred to as Hayom, which was the day, also called the Yom Kippur. Now, the high priest would enter into the Holy of Holies of the tabernacle by sprinkling blood on the veil before entering into the Holy of Holies. You can see this in Leviticus chapter 4, verses 5 to 7. When he enters into the Holy of Holies, the high priest would sprinkle blood on the mercy seat inside this holiest of all places. In making atonement for the sins of Israel, the high priest would have to carry the blood of an animal into the Holy of Holies. Now you and I do know that that was only a shadow of things to come. What the high priest would do on the Day of Atonement in the Old Testament also was two goats taken. One was slaughtered and the other goat was what was referred to as the scapegoat. The sins of Israel would be confessed upon this goat and the goat would be released into the wilderness. That was a sign of what was to come. It signified the taking away of the sin of God's people, away from their midst. But again, we do know in the Old Testament, it was all in preparation. It was a picture. All these were a shadow of what was to come in Jesus Christ, our Lord. In Hebrews chapter 10 and the verse number 1, the Bible says, All these things were a shadow of things to come. Let's take the next step in our discussion. What Jesus did for you and for me, his blood on the cross of Calvary made an atonement for our sins. It was an eternal atonement. Whereas in the Old Testament, the high priest needed to carry the blood of an animal every single year into the Holy of Holies where the tabernacle of God was, where the Ark of the Covenant was. In the New Testament, ladies and gentlemen, the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, the shedding of his blood for you and for me, made an eternal atonement for us. That must give us a cause to rejoice in God. So there is power in the blood. There is power in the blood of Jesus Christ. There is an important question that we may ask. Why must blood be the sacrifice for our sins? Is God so bloodthirsty? (laughs) This is an important question. One preacher became so proud that he he made a, a very vile statement that we must move away from this religion of bloodshed. He died a very pitiful death a few months afterwards. Ladies and gentlemen, 
we must not make light of the blood of Jesus. If you are listening to this podcast for the very first time, it may sound a bit weird to you. What are we talking about? What is, what is all this about the blood of Christ? Hang in there because the blood of Jesus is what atones for the sins of mankind. Let's push it a step further and answer this question. Is God so bloodthirsty? Why must blood be the sacrifice for the sin of mankind? And why must it be the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of God? Why is that important? Let me use an analogy. In this analogy, let's assume that you have a hundred thousand pound vehicle or a, or a million dollar vehicle, I should say, and somebody came and destroyed your car. It costed a million US dollars for you to purchase that car. And when this individual destroyed this very expensive vehicle of yours, he said to you, oh, please take this $10,000 and buy another one what would you say you know the value of the car that it is more than the measly ten thousand dollars you know that the car costed you a million us dollars and therefore to atone for that error to atone for the destruction of the car at least a minimum of its value of a million dollars was what was needed to atone for that particular car I'm using the word atone figuratively in this particular example. What does that mean? The value that we have, the value that God sees you and I, when we fell in our sins, for us to be atoned for, that value must be something that is worth our price. The Bible says God made us in his own image. And so the value that God places on you and me, the value that he places on us, is something worth noting. It is not the value of an animal. And that is why in the Old Testament, it was only a shadow. The blood of animals that was used for the atonement of the sins of Israel only covered their sins. And they had to do it again and again and again. It was not enough. But in the New Testament, God says, I need to resolve this once and for all. And so the Bible said, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his only son. That is divinity coming to pay the price for humanity. The value that he places on you is so high that he considers he ought to come himself to pay that price for you and for me. And so the high price of the blood of Jesus tells us the high value that God places on us. We ought therefore to appreciate him. We ought therefore to receive this offer of salvation. We ought therefore to become humble in that the Lord God Almighty places high value on us. Scripture says the soul that sins shall die. And so we deserved death and the punishment of our sin was placed on Christ Jesus, killed on our behalf. But the scripture says on the third day he rose again so that when we trust in him, we also rise into newness of life. I invite you to know the blood of Jesus today. I invite you to receive God's offer of atonement for you and for me.
The blood is for our atonement. The blood is for you and the blood is for me. Thank God for Jesus Christ, our Lord. What a blessing. Let's push this discussion a little further. In the Old Testament, there were what was referred to as cities of refuge. One of the six cities was, you know, uh, in Kadesh, in Naphtali, another in Shechem, in Mount Ephraim, and then Hebron in the hill country of Judah. Then we've got Bezor in Reuben, Ramoth in Gilead, and Golan in Manasseh. Now, this was a safe place so that if anyone committed any evil, you know, mistakenly, for instance, if you were a manslayer and you killed somebody by mistake, by error, according to the Jewish custom in the Old Testament, you needed to run to the city of refuge so that you can be safe from the avenger of blood. Because the one who is coming after you, he would avenge for the blood you have shed. But the city of refuge provided a safe haven for you until until the death of the high priest were you made free ladies and gentlemen what do we learn from that situation in the old testament the bible makes us to understand that jesus is our great high priest you and i were in hiding as well until the death of our great high priest on the cross of calvary And by his death, we were made free from all bondage. We were delivered from the avenger of blood by the death of Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2 and the verse number 15, to deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Friend, Jesus has set you free. If you can put your trust in him today, you will be made free forever. Because Jesus has also now become our own city of refuge. That in him we are free. In him we are delivered. In him we are safe. What a glorious thing to behold. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18 and the verse number 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it and is safe. Run Run, run today, run to Jesus Christ. Run, run bearing the name of the Lord and you will be made free. His blood atones for your sin. His blood cleanses you and me from all sin. The shed blood of Christ for us delivers us from the avenger. It delivers us from the power of the kingdom of darkness. It delivers us from the power of sin. What a glorious thing that God has done for you and for me. The blood of Jesus is speaking for you. The blood of Christ is speaking life for you right now. And I invite you to know the blood. I invite you to call upon the blood of Jesus. Wherever you are, say, Lord Jesus, let your blood come over my life. Let your blood cleanse me from sin. Let your blood speak on my behalf. May the blood of Jesus speak for you today. May his atoning blood minister grace to you today. And may his blood deliver healing that you need in your body today.
in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. I will see you in the next episode. There is so much to talk about when we invoke the blood of Jesus. And in the next episode, we will continue in this discussion. Do not miss it. Please share this podcast and let someone else be blessed. God bless you. this message has blessed you. Do visit us at uklsi.org for more information. God bless you and we look forward to hearing from you.